Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and later in the show we'll be bringing you reaction from the women's match between FC United and Barnsley. But before that, let's go to Saturday's fixture for the men's team as FC United took on Worksop Town. And for all the build-up now, let's hand over to Ben and Woodso in Nottinghamshire. Well, good afternoon everyone and welcome to Nottinghamshire, the home of Worksop Town, Sandy Lane. And you join us here in the main stand, I suppose, here at Sandy Lane, uh, in the shadows of the Oxo factory, just in the background Oh, I've not seen that before. Oh yeah, well spotted there, Benjamin. I, I, of course, am more Bisto man. Oh, Bisto. uh, No, ah. Ah. Um, uh, Where were we? Yes, first time in a fortnight I've been with this man. It's a big welcome back to this club is my club. To Woodzo, hello. Yeah, why, why didn't we do anything last week? We did. We, 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 did. we, we Oh, we did, but we, we, we wasn't need, needed, was it, in the end? No, it did go out on North Manchester <laughs> FM. Well, did it? I just didn't put it out as a podcast. Uh, I thought, who's going to listen to yeah. this? Workshop Town today. Thoughts, Woodzo. I mean, Neil was very excited ahead of the Marine game. He got was. Bennett, got Buckley in. Yeah. Off the back of the Gainsborough result. The Gainsborough result was ages ago. I've forgotten all about it. But mm. I'm here to bring it back up. Workshop today. Tough test, though. It is, but they've not won in four, have they? No, that's true. And they played. They had a long trip on Tuesday night to Workington. Yeah. So that 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 goes into our favours. But and the work I, the Workington game didn't go their way, so they will be. Oh yeah, I mean, a bit they, annoyed. They, I mean, I looked at it and they, they were in the lead. I thought, oh, right, okay. And then they, they ended up conceding two late ones and drew three all. But they're still fourth in the league, so they're obviously, you know, obviously I didn't see the first game of the season, so I, I can't comment on on how they look that day. I'm going to say what I always say on these interviews and what I say to you on a regular basis. If we turn up and play today, we can play and. Um, against anybody and, and, and give anybody a game and probably beat most teams in the league and, and that's that's where we're at is, I mean I've just been speaking to Brian there and he said he, he everybody's everything's upbeat about everything at the moment so that it's, it's all points in, in a good direction it's going to be tough but every game's tough in this league we know that you know you know, Cole's the bottom of the league and, and they came to Broadhurst Park and won so you know every game there's, there's no game you look at the league and go ah, we'll, we'll win that one just, just rock up with our reserve team it doesn't happen in any, in any match in this league just to say about Workshop, Workshop are uh, just ahead of us here on the pitch they and are. Uh, are warming up on the 4G. Uh, it is a 4G and looks good, actually. It's no right, chance yeah. of this game getting postponed at all. Um, they're tall. Very big tall. Big lads, but we, we, we've, got, we've got Buckley now. Got so Lafferty. We've got Lafferty, so we've got, we've got big lads. Obviously, Theo's going out on, on dual racer ramming. Hopefully, we'll see him again, potentially towards the end of the season. Obviously, he needs match. He's not going to start for us at the moment. We, we haven't got injured at centre-half now, have we? So... That made sense. They are a big side, but, but you know we we, need to, we didn't we didn't need to mix with games. We mixed with games. We didn't need to because we played football against them and yeah. played very well. But we, I think I think we're a different dynamic now. We you know we have Lafferty at the back who, who's added by the uh, the game the other week Matt against Lock. Uh, Matlock. He's been solid in, in the games. Jones again by the game against Matlock. There's <laughs> a theme here. Um, he's coming back into his form after his injury. Neil's getting Oliver out to where he wants to play him at right back, and I'm assuming that's going to that's going to be happening today. You know, you got Bennett and, and Buckley who've come in who, who are looking to make the debuts. Would have done it last week, presumably will be doing it today. Well, there's a lot to, to to be good, and you know, we, we, as much as it frustrates everybody, we, you know, we, we do seem to be a, a football club uh, constantly a second half of the season. So after Christmas, the playoff pushes on. But we're unbeaten the last few matches. Last, last, um, the away form's pretty good at the oh, moment. Famous last words. The, the away form's good. We've only lost the Matlock game in the last four or five, haven't we? So, yep. you know, one, one defeat in, 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 a, in a few games. So we get all these points in, 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 a, in a northward direction. But, as we say, we have got a rick in us somewhere. And, you know, to, to feel secure, we do need to... You know, games with the other week... We discussed it a couple of times. We discussed it last week, you know, when they pulled one back. You know, the players didn't no. didn't flinch, but as fans, we sort of did. And we need to be a couple of goals up to be comfortable. Even then, we've we've lost a few two goal leads in this season. That you can't feel comfortable with this side, and, and I'm not. That's not to do them down. It's a fact that you know. Uh, but I think if, if we if we can play like we did, if we played today like we did at Gainsborough, go back up, up the M1 with three points in the back pocket. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, just some matters arising uh, before oh. before we hand over to no, some, some sort of HR going on here. No, 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 no. Nick Bellardo's moved to. He has. So we're sending our best wishes to Nick Bellardo. He if joins. He wants, yeah, why not? He joins Elliot Morris, who's gone. Has he gone there as well? No, he's gone to City. Oh right, I was going to say. I, mean, I missed it's that one. A, there's been a gradual change over the last. Uh, yeah, well, well, the Woods all player sponsor. <laughs> yes. Strikes again. 
Do you have Morris? I did. Is that roll over to City Liverpool then? Because no, they're yeah. a brilliant fan-owned club anyway, so I think it's fair enough if, if it does roll over to <laughs> City Liverpool. Maybe I'll get a purple shirt <laughs> with his name on the back, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But every player, every player, Griffiths left, Wadika retired, Gribbin did his crew shirt, Morris left. I think I might not bother next season. Unless for the rest of the season Neil's got a player he wants to get rid of, I'll more than happily put my name next to him because I'll guarantee it will happen very soon. Well, that sounds like some kind of motion for the AGM. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Woods, though, just before you go, hey, yeah. uh, what are you expecting today? Like I say, play like we did against, but I expect three points. Play like we did against Matlock, I expect nothing. We're going home in tears with our tails between our legs. Okie dokie. Well, are. thank you uh, to Woods, though, for joining us pre-match. Let's hear the pre-match thoughts now of the FC United manager, who I caught up with earlier. Well, Neil, welcome to Sandy Lane. And uh, no question at all this match will be on today. Nice 4G surface here. Um, so, I suppose, how have you spent the weekend off and, and training this week? Training's been brilliant. Uh, you know, we've, we've been in twice this week. Listen, we, we haven't had it all our own way. You know, we lost Munro against Gainsborough with a muscular injury. And Donoghue, he failed to train Tuesday, so he's not 100% today, uh, which is unfortunate. But, you know, we, we, have got, we have got really good options. But then, you know, you think your team's all done, Thursday night you lay it out, and then Ennis, you know, goes down with a, with a, a mysterious bug. Five o'clock this morning, he's, he's messaging me, you know, he's not available. So straight away from what you're doing training, kind of comes away from you. You know, because you haven't got that luxury or that privilege of, of being full-time. So, I'm not saying we're stretched, uh, but it has put the management team's thinking to the test today. One thing um, that you mentioned in the, you were really excited about last week was obviously um, that Bennett and Buckley, the B&B, are they available today? So they're both available. Uh, I think it's a little bit more different when you go away from home. You know, at home you can go with that natural 10. Today uh, we make sure up the midfield because of the absences that we've got and as the game opens up we may then throw another forward on. But, you know, with everything, Ben, this is a really talented squad. We've got Buckley who's trained and he's done really well. But we've, we've just got options everywhere and, and you know, the midfield option at the minute. I think we've got six, you know, six going for uh, three shirts. So that just shows where we're at. Forward line, you've got Buckley on our match. We've got wide areas, you've got three or four options. And, and defensively, you know, so, you know, we're strong. But missing Ennis today has meant that we couldn't take a fifth sub. But listen, we're coming to a workshop side that haven't won in four, but should be and will be one of the targets to get promotion this season but we're going to go to a side today and hopefully go toe to toe with them we've just seen Ben Sharif the centre half may have failed the fitness test Liam Hughes has just gone past us we're not sure whether or not he's passed the fitness test so you know if we're going to play him you want to play him straight after uh, you know they've let a 3-1 lead slip in midweek you know the manager's rightly come out and called the players said they've switched off today we might just catch them cold but you know, this is our first double that we're targeting this season as well. Beating the first game of the season doesn't mean anything, but we're coming here today in really good spirits, Ben. Well, Neil, big good luck this afternoon and uh, we'll, we'll catch yeah. up at full time, hopefully with three points. Brilliant. Cheers, Ben. Neil Reynolds there speaking to me about an hour or so ago here at Sandy Lane ahead of this afternoon's match between FC United and Worksop Town. And without further ado, it's now time to welcome my summariser and colleague here on FC Live for this afternoon's commentary. It's a big welcome back. To Stato Paul. Good Hello. afternoon, everybody. Where have you been? All, all over Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Paul. We'll get to the team news in a second or two, but this is a tough test, this one. Workshop since the opening day, and until quite recently, I've been a bit unstoppable and a bit marauding, but they, they have shown a little weakness in, in recent games. Well, Renault seems to have stolen all my lines. <laughs> I don't know what, how he's managed to get them, but... Um, yeah, one interesting thing is is that the opening game, as you said, was Worksop. Six players on the team sheet from that day at FC have left the club. That shows you how things have changed since August, which is quite natural at non-league level, obviously, but it just shows you how it's a very different match this afternoon and a very different surface. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, we would have liked to have played Marine last week uh, to keep the, the good vibes going after the, the Gainsborough performance. It's difficult to keep that going. You just don't know, do you? I mean, we're playing Marine now on January the 30th. Who knows whether it'll be a better chance for us then than it would have been last week to beat them. But um, interesting works up, as, as the manager's already alluded to. They were coasting at 3-1 at Workington in, in midweek and chucked it away, which is not what works up are about this season. Since they lost at Broadhurst, they've put together a formidable body of work in terms of points. Well, not just points, got through to the first round of the FA well, Cup, didn't yeah, they? Well, yeah, they, they knocked out people like Blythe and Boston. They've had some terrific results. But they've hit a bit of a wall in recent weeks. 
and they've not won in four games. So it makes you wonder whether this is one of the good times to play them, like, like, like it was said. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but I notice Ben Sharif's not playing, and that's a massive blow for them Yeah, and, Hugh, the back. and Hughes isn't playing either. Yeah. Um, just to say, Jordan Burrow signed for the club, um, well, the announcement was made this morning from Buxton. We ourselves have dipped into the National League North market recently, and Jordan Buckley starts today. What, what should we expect from Jordan Buckley? Because last week, Neil was going to go for it. He was going to play both Bennett and Buckley, the two new signings from Warrington Town. He's gone a bit more conservative with a small C this afternoon, just to make sure we're all right in midfield. I think he wa- the first thing he wants is he wants us to stand up to work up set pieces and set plays because they're a big team, a big strong team, and he doesn't want us to go go behind early and chase the game. He wants us to put some kind of barrier up and then progress as the game goes. If we if we're level on the hour mark or something like that, he might get a bit more ambitious. But. Um, yeah, Buckley's going to lead the line. He's he's big and he's strong and he's he gets on the end of good crosses. So as long as our crosses are good quality, maybe we might do some damage to a workshop team today that isn't full strength. Just going back to the, the players missing, Charlie Ennis, I've written a piece in the programme for next week about Ennis. We've won 10 games this season and he's played in eight of them. Yes. And that's a, that's a loss in terms of winning games. And that's, that's not a coincidence. Well, we saw it, I think, uh, against Gainsborough. He was just... The non-league paper gave man of the match to Fitzmartin. And Fitzmartin played well, but Ennis was the one running the show, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, he was really good. But we, we've been saying that for the last few weeks with Ennis in midfield. Yeah. And he, he will be a miss today. Uh, now, we went to Gainsborough and they were unbeaten at home. And we we, we damaged that record. Back-to-back defeats now at home. They got beat by Ilkeston last week. Worksop have only lost once at home in the league. So it's another opportunity to put the spoke in the wheel of a team higher than us. They're in fourth at the moment. And until recently, I've been steadily making inroads into those playoff places and, and placing a gap between them and the rest. But recent results, as I was saying, have yeah. not been kind to them. So who knows what's going to happen this afternoon. You mentioned the changes from our side back in August to, to the one playing here in the reverse fixture. What about Worksop? It's, it's not too dissimilar, is it? There's Worksop have probably got two or three players that have been brought in since then. Um, the manager, I remember the manager was very complimentary to us after Craig the Parry. first game. Yep. But he also said we weren't prepared for this game. He is prepared now. He, yes. he knows what this division is about now. Whereas I think he was a bit blinded in the first game. I think the, their players weren't ready for the intensity that FC threw at them that afternoon. And... Um, Obviously, they're on their own pitch today. No excuses for them now. Charlie Munro returning. Surprisingly. Yes, because we were expecting... A month was out, maybe. 2024. It didn't sound good when he came off. But here he say. is, starting in midfield. How important is he going to be with the absence of Charlie Innes and Michael Donoghue's on the bench? Let's hope that his fitness is, is a quite high level because works up are going to work him hard this afternoon, I think. And, of course, Donoghue's on the bench, but he's not 100%. So... It might be a case of get as much out of Munro as we can and then chuck Donoghue on at some point. As Neil mentioned there in his pre-match interview, just four outfield players on the substitutes bench. Uh, Donoghue, as Paul mentioned there, isn't 100%. Uh, Bennett is on the bench, as is Woodcock. Um, so certainly attacking options there. Michael Davis, new loanee from Tramway Rovers, putting, yeah. in, putting the pressure on Guy Hall. Well, yeah, Guy Hall's had a bit of a free run at left-back for most of the season, hasn't he? And, and to be fair, he's been outstanding. But... Obviously, what you don't want is complacency. You don't want somebody to think, oh, well, it doesn't matter what I'll do out there. I've still got the number three shirt to, to put on. So this is an interesting loan deal. Whether he, he plans to give him a rest maybe next week or during the Christmas period, that, that will, could be likely uh, to give Davis a run out. But Davis is apparently a good player, so we'll see how that goes. And with regards to our, where we are at the moment, we've obviously got a, a, a challenging festive period coming up we've got Stafford next week at Broaders Park then we've got the likes of uh, Ashton and Radcliffe it's tough isn't it I mean we should be thankful we're not playing Marine last week well Stafford we owe Stafford the trip to Ashton the good thing about that these days is the pitch is much better so I'd like to think on a better playing surface on Boxing Day we might get something out of that Uh, Radcliffe is the real stiff test now, hopefully, we've racked up some points before we play Radcliffe, and the, the, and the league table looks a bit better. In the trophy game points to it could be a bit more closer. I think we narrowed the gap a bit last time out. Um, we certainly put more into the game than we did at Radcliffe, which was a bit of a horror show, wasn't it? So, yeah, it's going to be a difficult test. There's going to be injuries. 
during that period so players will get game time that weren't getting game time before and like the manager said he's got six in for three positions in the middle of the park well they're all going to get an opportunity over this over the period yes in central midfield today um we've got charlie munro we've got luke griffiths um and we've got Deck mclaughlin uh, attacking midfielders dante gabidon and jay fitzmartin and jordan buckley up front uh, through the middle and uh, just a man of those substitutes uh, bennett davis donahue woodcock and dj willem the substitute goalkeeper not been here for a while. Well, Hansworth Paramore, I think? Hansworth Paramore was six years ago, the last time we were on these uh, steps. I think we were up there, actually. We were in the, in the what's I, now the director's suite. I, I don't think we were, actually. I think we were down here. One of, one of the games we were there, yeah. one of the games we were up here. Um, it's nine years since we were here for this fixture, 2014. Yeah. We've played Worksop here three times. We've also played them at Hucknall, Ilston and Retford. So we've, we've gone around the block a bit playing works up. But our record is, is good against them. We're 9-3 up. Um, the other strange thing is is that I've looked at goals they've scored and goals conceded. Yeah, you mentioned this, didn't you? In preview, yeah. 49% of the goals they score in the last half hour and 52% conceded in the last half hour. So stand by your beds at the 60-minute mark because that's when the goals might start piling <laughs> in if they haven't before. Yes, absolutely. What are you expecting then other than a, a barrage of goals in the last half hour? Well, well, Worksop's games generally do have a, plenty of goals in them, so I don't. I'd be very shocked if it's a goalless draw today. Um, I think that we're we're going out with a bit of caution in mind early on to make sure we don't ship goals in like for fun. But I do think Renault does look at this game and think, well, he wants Aaron Bennett to be involved. Aaron Bennett is going to play the ten role, I think, when he does come on, and he's he's going to be the key man possibly to provide the ammunition mm. at some point in the game. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Bennett can, can fit in with this, this team he's joined. Well, the caterpillar behind the goal is uh, starting to make its way onto the playing surface. So it looks like the teams are about to join us. So without further ado, let's hand over to your expert commentary team for this afternoon's game. This is FC Live brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. It works up town against FC United of Manchester here at Sandy Lane. And let's hand over to your commentary team. It's Stato Paul and a big welcome back. To me. It's a shallow clearance, but helped on its way there by Griffiths and Buckley plays it out to Fitzmartin on the left hand side. Early first touch here for Fitzmartin, who dips his shoulder and crosses the ball in towards McLaughlin. Oh, just wide of the goal. And that was a great chance there for FC United. 90 seconds played, and McLaughlin there just wide of the goal, Paul. Very, very unlucky. Yeah, the ball sat up on him a bit, I think, when he was just hitting it, and uh, he had to adjust his left foot, but uh, it was very close. Throw into Worksop, Hutchison takes it, Rollins plays it back to the right back, it's a give and go attempted and uh, Hutchison can get to this ball by the corner flag, crosses it in towards the near post, Jones gets to it but oh that's a great save there by Pat Boys, it was Starchenko on the half volley and it was a good save by the FC night keeper, Jones clears it and uh, Buckley gets the ball Buckley plays it in front of Fitzmartin Fitzmartin along the 18 yard line plays it infield to McLaughlin good defending there by Taft oh and Oliver goes for goal and well it, as soon as it left his foot it did ping to say the least unfortunately while it had a lot of power behind it not a lot of accuracy Paul I think it was heading for Redford that one Rollins keeps the ball in play over on the far side nice back heel there to find uh, Hutchinson and a cross comes in and there's a shot on goal and Jordan Burrow scores on his debut signing for the club this week and he just found himself in a bit of space he had time to control the ball and as soon as he had that time it was asking a lot of Pat Boys to stop him from scoring and uh, Workstop Town have scored 23 minutes on the clock Paul I think we made a hash twice of clearing the danger there the ball came in there were flailing legs at it but nobody really dealt with it and Burrow from close range he could see the whites of Pat Boys' eyes when he scored that Here's Hutchinson now, down the right-hand side. Hutchinson loses out there to Buckley, and here's Gabidon now. Gabidon making his way towards the Peltier. Into the Peltier, Gabidon goes for goal, but drags it wide of the post on his left foot. They've seen they've had, they've had opportunities, Paul. They've just not hit the target yet. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, Buckley out-muscled his man and uh, won the ball back in a good position and fed Gabidon, who had a run into the box. He had options and decided to go across goal and uh, dragged it wide. Hall moving into 
midfield, rides a challenge over the halfway line now, Guy Hall into workstop territory, beats another set of workstop players, plays it to Buckley, here's Fitzmartin, Fitzmartin from distance, but again, comfortable for the goalkeeper, but that was a shot on target. Oliver plays it into workstop territory, there's Buckley, great control from Buckley, brilliant control from Jordan Buckley, right hand side, along the byline, still with the ball, Buckley, oh, and he just went away from him as he was about to pull the trigger. It's kept in play though by McLaughlin. Plays it for Guy Hall. Challenge comes in. It's going to be a corner to SC United. That was brilliant for Jordan Buckley there. He, right he, up until the finish. He almost manufactured a chance for himself there. In fact, he did really. Played back though by Wedgbury. Jones nearly gets to it. It's uh, bouncing around here in FC United's back line. Picked up by Griffiths. Griffiths there. It's a loose pass straight to Rollins. Rollins pounces. Goes for goal. Hits the underside of the bar. And there on the rebound was Rollins to tap the ball in and SC United on 37 minutes trail by two goals to nil a loose pass in midfield but everything else there was the work of Jay Rollins he was unlucky not to score with his first effort but great tenacity to get there on the rebound 2-0 down now FC Munro drives it straight at the wall though Ball breaks for Griffiths. Griffiths to McLaughlin. McLaughlin, first time ball towards the back post. Jones is onside. And Jones, oh, the flag is up. Well, it was a great crossing and a great header from Curtis Jones. But the flag was up. Bennett with this corner from SC United's left-hand side. Plenty of movement in the six-yard box. Cross comes in. Goalkeeper's come a long way. And he's, he's that gone over? He's gone over the it's bar. Over. Oh, well, Lafferty there won the header. It looked like from here that it had looped in as the goalkeeper really committed to that cross on the back post. Got nowhere near it, but it went over the bar. And uh, Gabidon's not giving this up, and Gabidon charges it down. Gabidon gets to the ball now, left outside of the penalty area, into the penalty area, goes for goal. Saved well by the goalkeeper, and well recovered by the workshop keeper. FC unlucky there not to get a goal back. That's Corner ball, though. Sorry, Paul, to interrupt. It looks like we're taking it quickly. No, we're not. Come. Two moments of uncertainty from the goalkeeper, and we should, we should be... At least on the scoreboard now. 58 minutes on the clock. It's another corner to SC. Bennett takes it in towards the back post area where Lafferty is. He heads it back to the six-yard box but cleared by Worksopper. Can Worksopper counter now? Here's Rollins charging down the left-hand side. Gabidon is tracking back. Gabidon puts a challenge in but it's only a momentary interruption. Ball in towards the back end of the penalty area towards Starchenko but good hands there from Pat Boys who distributes it quickly for Fitzmartin to move forward now Fitzmartin down the left hand side finds Bennett Bennett now from the left hand side on his right foot moving in field plays it square to Munro Munro looking out to the left plays a through ball there to Gabadon edge of the box challenge comes in breaks things up and now here's Jones winning it back for FC Griffiths Griffiths to Fitzmartin Fitzmartin now from the left moving along the 18 yard line Fitzmartin puts the shot in charge down and played forward there by Wild, Lafferty clears it again, but not the best of clearances. And uh, here comes Hall. Hall goes for goal. Good save by Boys on his near post. He's expecting to save it, but there is plenty of sting in that shot and a good wrist from the FC United goalkeeper. Rollins gets the better there of Munro, cleared by Griffiths. There's Wedgebrett, and uh, referee's brought that back. Free kick taken in the wrong place. Referee's not interested. Play continues. Hall now on the left-hand side. Cross it into the near post. And there is an unfortunate touch from Jones. As Pat Boys was going for it on his near post. And it's, it looks like an own goal to me anyway, Paul. FC United trailing by three goals to nil. I mean, you could argue the free kick was taken in the wrong place quickly. F FC out of position, but... The body language says it all there, I'm afraid. But yeah, it's, it's a funny game because they're, they're, they're trying to pretend Burrow scored, but I don't think so. Munro to take this. Out to the right-hand side to Griffiths. Griffiths crosses this ball in. And there's Woodcock trying to meet it on the back post, but good defending from Worksop. Here's Hall. Hall chips it down the left-hand side. Woodcock heading out to the corner flag. Under pressure from Hutchison. Oh, and uh, well, Woodcock gets the ball. Woodcock along the byline goes for goal. It breaks at the back post. Gabidon's with it, is he? Gabidon wins it back. No foul given. Still with the ball. And uh, well, it's eventually scrambled clear, but uh, Gabidon wins it back again. Gabidon goes for goal from distance, takes the deflection, and eventually Worksop can bring the ball out. 
That's a good ball out to left-hand side. Luke Hall onside into the penalty area from one end to the other here. Works up, played square, and that's the fourth goal there. On the back post, it was a substitute for Redford, and it was a tapping pole, and it's 4-0. Yeah, it was a lethal breakaway there from, from almost scoring at the other end. We were just caught lacking in numbers, and uh, the cutback, there was virtually no defenders left to, uh, to stop him. It was... So easy, wasn't it? It's going to be a free kick. Two works up, just in front of the home dugout. Played long, down the left-hand side. Daniel gets to it. Daniel could cross this ball in. Oh, and it should have been five. There was Luke Hall, yards from goal. It hit the underside of the bar. Full time here at Sandy Lane. And FC United fall to a 4-0 defeat here against Worksop Town. Two goals in the first half. Two goals in the second half. FC United have had a couple of chances at goal, which the goalkeeper has had to save. The majority of the shots off from FC have been off target. For Worksop, they might have had less chances on goal, but they've been a, a lot more clinical. My opinion is they worked harder, they wanted the points more, and they showed what a well-drilled side they are. They, they play to a pattern, they stick to it. They've got the players to play that pattern. When players to come in, they know what roles to, to take up. Um, you can see why they're so formidable at home. They've only once, lost once here all season. And they're a very difficult side to beat. And that's why they're in the playoff spots. I mean, we were saying at half-time that... Well, Woods was saying at half-time that he didn't see too much separating the two teams. I'd argue... The thing that did separate the two teams was the final third. Th that front four that works up have got Starchenko, Rollins, Burrow, the new signing, but from Buxton, a quality side from the National League North, and of course Luke Hall. It's it's an uphill challenge, isn't it, Paul? When you, you commit a mistake, like we did for the second goal, and you just get punished. Yeah, I mean, the second goal was a defensive error. The third goal... Well, come back to the third goal. I, I'm, I'm not convinced about the third goal. That free kick's not taken in the right place. Yeah, the third goal was obviously a bit of misfortune. The fourth was a counter when we'd pushed bodies up to try and get force the issue and get a goal back. And we were just caught in the back, really. But um, it's, it's a combination of factors that's led to a 4-0 scoreline. Um, I don't think Pat Boys can be blamed for any of the goals. No. That's the first thing. I think he could rightly say in the dressing room now, I needed better protection in front of me. Here's the thing. If we talk about the four goals, I mean, Neil will point to the mistake elements of it. The second yeah. goal is a mistake. The first goal, Burrow's got far too much time for that control than volley. And the third goal is a referee mistake. The fourth goal, we're chasing it. They could have had a fifth. They hit the underside of the bar. What do we take from it, Paul? I'm, I'm just trying to summarise this in a, in a sharp, snappy sentence. I think Was this a bad performance from FC, or did we just come up against a really good side? I think this type of side that we played today is a bit like the Stafford side of old, where you knew you were gonna, you're going to be in for a physical 90 minutes. And to get anything, you really have to stand up to that for 90 minutes. And the minute you step off the gas, or the minute you don't make a challenge then you get punished for it. And that's exactly what Works Up have done today. They've cashed in on errors around the pitch and they've driven us hard for 90 minutes and we've not really quite been able to stand up to it. Because if we go, if, if we're talking about performances, I don't think anyone in FC shirts below six and there's been seven performances out there. I mean, yeah. Jordan Buckley's had a good game. I think Guy Hall's had a good game. I think the two centre-backs have been pretty solid. It's just... But they've, they've won the key challenges yes. around the pitch. and that's the difference, isn't it? Whereas we're six and sevens, so yeah. to speak, yeah. with regards to the player ratings. Yeah. They're more seven and eights, aren't they? Yeah, they've managed to get challenges in it. In, in, in the right places they've, they've won the aerial battle pretty much all over the place Green and Wedgbury were really good in midfield yeah. weren't they and once they win the flick-ons the, the long ball downfield they were very good at winning the flick-ons and that opens the game up for them rather than us getting the ball back and that's something that we, we weren't able to do quite in the same way Buckley toiled hard I think Buckley's had a good game He's just in the second half he was more isolated in the first half he was working well with Buckley yeah. he was finding Fitzmartin and Gabadon a lot of the time and you saw oh this, this could work 
it's just... You've got to get players around yeah. Buckley if we're going to get anything out of him. And the other thing was as well, the crossing. We were slow to cross the ball in, weren't we? Yeah, I thought there were good opportunities to get the first ball, first time ball in. Um, they didn't shy away from getting the ball in quick. Good crosses. They were, they were testing crosses they yeah. put in that we struggled to deal with. Whereas we kept finding the keeper's gloves with most of our crosses, I would say. Stafford next, Paul. A very different game. A different game, yes. Um, I, I don't think for one minute Stafford can play with the intensity that Worksop did today. And I think Stafford obviously have got problems defensively at least. And we have to bounce back very quickly next Saturday and, and right the wrongs of today. Although we've played a lot worse this season, I would say. The scoreline doesn't tell you that, though. Um, we've put in worse performances, but the gulf between these two sides today is bigger than when we met them in the first game of the season, when we looked far better. Yeah. But this is what we aspire to be again, a side that plays relentlessly for 90 minutes. Obviously, we had Charlie Ennis missing today. Yeah. We had one or two players I think he would have loved to have started with, but couldn't. Not having Donahue on the pitch, a fully fit Donahue for 90 minutes was a factor. I think we, we did our best in some ways, but it just wasn't good enough against a very hard-working, dominant workshop team. Well, we're going to be joined by Neil Reynolds shortly, uh, but a big thank you to Stato Paul uh, for joining us this afternoon. Well, Neil, a big thank you for joining us after that one. A 4-0 defeat, what, what's your take from, from that game today? Let me tell the truth. If you like. I'll tell you what the players have just said. Okay. Because they'll all listen and they'll all see this. So I said the manager came out on Tuesday night and went after his players. They conceded at Workington. They went after his players. He called them out, called them out. And I went, I'll never do that. And they went, Gaff, we want you to call us out because that was on us and not you. That's what they've just said. That's the honest truth. We've missed chances. How many chances have we missed? Five, six, seven, eight. A few. Yeah, a few. The way we've defended, again, you take Charlie Annis out of the side or out of the squad or out of the togetherness no leadership and I don't want to say this I don't want to you know because they're a really good group but we have capitulated at times and don't give yourself a bit the bar twice as well we're getting caught on 1v1s we're getting caught runners going off us there was a time at the end of the game where there's five lads in front of the players they're going that way and it's hard as a manager because you want to you want to keep the spirits but they've said it's on us it's on us we, we haven't carried out the game plan we haven't done what we've done at Gainsborough we haven't done what We've done the last six or seven games. We've we've kind of done what we thought we should have done. And at times, that doesn't work. But that doesn't mean they're a bad group. It just means that we made bad decisions. So, the first goal, we all know. Guy's got caught three times, waiting for the ball to go out of play. On the third time, you think he's going to realise. He doesn't. The lad gets through and scores 1-0. Second goal, Griffiths is looking forward. He plays a back pass. The lad goes and scores 2-0. That Xbox control is a management. You can't do anything. The third goal, you get a free kick. We've got four lads in front of the play. We switch off here, 3-0. And the fourth one, well, that's just highly embarrassing. We should score at that end. Then we get a dunk, so we're not touched high here. And then the fifth one, they hit the crossbar. We just come off runners. And, and that's, that's a lapse of concentration. We felt at half-time that actually there wasn't too much separating the two teams. It was just a case of their attacking options. When we make a mistake... Yeah. They, they have the ability to punish us, which we didn't have. They're yeah. excellent, then. They're, yeah. they're a fantastic side. They're, they are what it says on the tin. They've got two lads in midfield who probably my age, are they? You know, the four in the end. That's not being any disrespectful, but it, it, says what it, it does what it says. They don't want runners off them, but we didn't have runners going off them. We can't play Donahue, so he's, he's in. So we, we play a, a tight midfield three, but we don't look to take them that way. So they're happy in the both players in the match because they don't have to run the other way. Uh, they're very powerful up the top end of the pitch. Uh, Hall is, is exceptional. But, you know, when you strip it back, Dex scores after one minute, which he should do. It's an open goal, he should do. Then we've got chances. Then we've got more chances. And if we're not ruthless in both boxes where we defend the attack, you get beat. That's the fact. You know, and, you, and, and, and I've just got in there and I said, listen, Jordan Buckley and Max and Aaron Bennett, because they haven't been here long enough, kind of this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but there's too many players that, that have been out there for this time many times this season have played wonderfully well against the top sides and Max stuff, but also... The games that we've lost and lost hard, we've, we've also had the same ingredients out there. So there's something there's something to miss here. And, and we, we've talked about having players missing all season, but we didn't. All right, we've got Ennis and Donahue missing today, but we've still got a really good back five, a really good midfield three and a really good front three. But we got slapped 4-0. Yeah, I'm um, going back to the first half. Apart from the two goals we conceded, Buckley, I felt, was, was performing really well. He was under pressure for two centre-backs, but he was still managing to get the balls out to Fitzmartin and to Gabidon. But it was just like there was a, 
the quick ball in wasn't wasn't no, an they, option. They played they played too wide and they should have played narrow and Deck should have played higher. But didn't we worked on it in training the other night? Obviously, we worked on it with with Ennis in there, which might have allowed us. But they, they didn't. And then at times, I think we were worried about going that side in case he broke down. But I mean, Buckley's done great on occasions. He's nearly scored there. But mm-hmm. the two wingers did this instead of coming inside. We didn't really we didn't jump as what we call it as a midfield two or two eights. Didn't jump onto the the two and. And at times you, you get the messages on. We tried to get it on after 15 minutes. After all, we got it on at half time. We had had to make changes, but the changes didn't. Well, the changes may have created opportunities, but didn't stop us from looking defensively shaky. And we looked even shaky when Charlie Oliver had to come off with his injury. But again, that's not against Deck or Griffin going at right back. They're not, they're not natural right backs. But it's 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 disappointing. Uh, but we've we've come and created chances. You know, and I'm sure that we'll, the more we play with Jordan Buckley and you know Bennett, I think we'll we'll score goals. But yeah. we've got to get it right at both ends. I mean, that's that's the thing, and I mean, we can look back at results like Matlock or Marine, and we've had an initial reaction, which is, oh, you know, we've been it's a heavy defeat. But then we watch the game back, and we've created chances. And I think when you watch this game back, we did create the chances. Rob just, just said it. Rob just said the amount of chances we've created, but we can't go from should scoring here to then conceding here in 90 yards because in training we'd work on our centre rolls being touched out on the forwards nullifying space suffocating space don't know whether or not they thought we'd scored and they could switch off but that's the you know you can't do that you've got you've got lads there who've played torture you a thousand games at this level so you know, you can't allow that but but we're, we're too nice we're too nice we'd, you know how many I've just said in there how many people Went for Curtis Jones when he tried to chest the ball out. He said a head in it because I said I was headed. He went no one. Said how many times did you get told guy in the first half? No one. Griffiths, did anyone tell you when you played that? No one. If we don't do that, if we haven't got that leadership quality to do that, then it allows people to continue to make mistakes. But then on, you know, I will say that it's only a game because rewind two weeks we were absolutely exceptional at Gainsborough. But that's that inconsistency that that we've got in this squad. But there's no rhyme or reason for it. So you want a reaction? Stafford next on Saturday. We, can, we we say this all the time. We always get a reaction. You know that's the thing. But it's the consistency we're after. Now we'll get a reaction against Stafford. You know we'll be hurting. We'll train hard this week. We'll have key people back. Hopefully Donahue's fit start. Bennett fit start. And this will be fit. But you don't know what happens in training. So because someone drops out, we've got a good enough squad for someone to drop in. So yeah, we want a reaction. I'm sure we'll get one. But the, again, we've got to look at what's working and what's not working and you know hopefully Charlie Oliver recovers you know big thanks to, to all the fans that have travelled and sang their hearts out and you know I've just said to them in there sometimes you don't feel you deserve that applause that you get with, with two or three hundred fans coming all this way you know and I know they'll support the club and support the badge but you can't roll over That that's not my style I, I wasn't like that as a player I'm not like that as a manager but you know maybe the, the common day footballer or whatever you know sometimes sometimes does do that uh, which is hard to take, so it's an apology to, to everybody. As I always say, when it goes wrong, it's on me. When it's on, when it goes right, it's on them. They want to take the responsibility, but outstanding. Instead of final words, it's on me. You know, it absolutely was on me. And I commend the players for saying that. But you know, they're still a good group. Still love working with them, and we've just got to knuckle down this week and get ready for Stafford next week. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there. So next up for the Reds, we'll see FC United host Stafford Rangers at Broadhurst Park this weekend. Kickoff on Saturday will be at 3pm and admission will be pay on the gate. £13 for adults, £9 concessions, £3 under 18s, while under 5s are free with a paying adult. And for those of you unable to attend, we will of course have full live commentary via the FC Radio website from 2.30pm on Saturday afternoon. To the women's team now, and on Sunday afternoon, FC United welcome title contenders Barnsley to Broadhurst Park. And here's the highlights now from Sunday's commentary. Carrington takes the throw. It's a good throw-in, actually. It's going to find its way to Reeves. Reeves there. Can she get that ball to Walton? She can. Walton's into the penalty area. Shot on goal and saved there on the near post. That was brilliantly well worked there by FC United. A throw-in on this near touchline. A clever throw-in. Finds Reeves. Reeves are of a, a great pass into the path of Walton and a good effort from Walton. And uh, Serena Clark there with a, a good save on a near post. Ten minutes played and uh, it's going to be a free kick. It's going to be either Pierpoint or Choma to take this for Barnsley. It's going to be Choma on the right foot. Crosses this ball in. Good ball in. Oh, and there was a, an outstretched leg from a Barnsley player. And it was a great ball in. And it was a good run towards the near post. And Barnsley have taken the lead. 
on 40 minutes, five minutes before half time. There's Richie trying to win the ball back. Play forward by Marshall. Gene cuts out the pass. And uh, Firth can't get to it. And here comes Barnsley now on the attack. Ball played down the left hand side. Deflection along the 18 yard line now. Barnsley with an opportunity to go. Oh, what an effort that is. That is a fantastic shot. Donald on the stretch, underside of the bar. I think it was, uh, was it Pierpoint who scored that? What a strike that was. And FC United, in the space of a couple of minutes, have gone from 0 0 to 2 0 down. Carlin gets the ball back after that throw-in. Plays it into towards the halfway line. Cut out by Marshall. And now Barnsley on the attack. Stewart out to the left-hand side to Pierpoint. Pierpoint now on the left-hand side of FC United's penalty here to the byline. Pulls the ball back. Shot on goal. And there was Housecroft. It's a tap-in. And uh, within a minute of this second half starting, Housecroft has made it 3-0 now to Barnsley. Free kick to Barnsley. Good save. Good save by Donald to a right. Palmed it wide of the post. Throw in. Throw in taken. Here's Housley now. Housley from the right-hand side. Crosses this ball in. Bailey doesn't get to it. And there's a comfortable finish in the end. As soon as that ball went over Bailey's head, there was Millard. Yards from goal. It's now 4-0 to Barnsley. But Cross comes in, and this is going to be five. There was Emily Pierpoint there with a tap-in. Ball into the penalty area. And it's now 5-0. Played long, and uh, is that going to make its way through here? I think it might do, and it's now with Stewart. Stewart, nice pass there to find Pierpoint, who rounds the goalkeeper and slots it. It was a really tight angle. She rounded Donald there, and Pierpoint there, scoring a hat-trick in added time. Well, full time here at SC United, and uh, SC United this afternoon taking on the team sitting second a week or so after taking on the team in first Hull City it finished 6-0 a week or so ago at Craven Park against the league leaders Hull City and today we've taken on the team in second who are now top of the league Barnsley and once again FC United have been beaten by six goals to nil Barnsley haven't had it all their own way in fact for most of the first half it was FC United keeping Barnsley at arm's length and doing really, really well with it. That was until the 40th minute, and that's when the goals started to come in. In fact, Barnsley scored three goals in seven minutes, two before the half-time whistle, and then moments into the second half, they got themselves a third, and that basically killed the game as a spectacle, really, at that point. 3-0 down, and then for much of the second half, it has been all Barnsley. Uh, Barnsley scoring uh, with 20 minutes left, and uh, then scoring again, Moments later, with 15 minutes to go, and then right on full time there, Pierpoint scoring a hat trick. Well, we are joined now by women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick. Thank you for joining us, Jenny. I, I was saying at the start of this that it's a tough gig playing Hull City, followed by Barnsley. How do you go about this game? Because it, it was going to be tough, and it proved to be. So, what, what's your take after that 90 minutes? Well, we set ourselves up in the week, um, looking at how Barnsley play, very direct. So we'd set up a different system. Um, and I thought for 40 minutes the system worked really, really well in terms of being in the mid-block. We changed our mentality to celebrate defending today. Celebrate good defending, disrupting their play, spoiling their attacks. And I thought we did that really, really well for 40 minutes. And then I was very, very disappointed with the two goals. We conceded just before half-time. I could see the free kick. We talked about not giving away free kicks. And the way we set up, allowing their play to stand in front of our line and she was one that scored, was disappointing. I thought he was poor and we have to learn from that. And then the second one where she cut in, same thing. Every single week we spoke about it before, cutting in it's, from it's their the left. It's similar to the whole goal that we, it's we saw. every it? week and we have to do something about it and we have to recognise a player has to step out to press the ball when they do cut in and, and we're just not doing it. So we will sit and... and analyse them I was, I was really disappointed but then going into half time we talked about all the positives a lot of positives to take from the first half and then the sucker punch where we just completely switched off in the first minute and it was like what on earth has just happened there and that's not good enough I don't I, I need to to find out what actually happened because that puts us massively on the back foot and completely changes the game plan that we'd set up at half time and the other thing we talked about was staying in the game 
we have to find ways to stay in the game when we're 2-0 down at half-time. I'd said to him, if you could come in with the second half being nil-nil, that would be a massive success for yeah. us. But we've gone and conceded four. Um, so again, we, we're going to look at breaking down and analysing those goals and how they conceded because there's certain elements of the game where we were in the mid-block and we prevented them playing and stopping the long ball. Done that really, really well. I don't think they got in behind once. They had to really work hard for the goals. And I mean, really, I'm really frustrated right now, if I'm honest, um, because the game plan was there, but then individual errors have, have cost us. And that's the thing, it's, it's conceding the goals when we did. Um, you can see one goal before half-time, that's fine, but to concede two, it just makes your team talk a lot harder, makes yeah. theirs a lot easier, and then to concede straight after half-time, that basically kills it as a spectacle then, doesn't it? Mm. And that's, mm. that's the frustrating thing. But... There was a moment, wasn't there, where Walton got through and it was so well worked by SC. I mean, it was such a, a clever throw-in from Carrington and Reeves were a great pass. It's just about when you score and when you concede, isn't it? That's, that's the difference. That's, again, another part of our game where we have to take chances now. We can't keep doing this where we're going, oh, but if that had only gone in in the first five minutes, the game would have been different. Well, of course the game would have been different. I sound like Michael Owen saying <laughs> comments like that, but we need to recognise our standard and how that affects the game. If you get a chance, you have to take it. We can't just keep going, oh, nearly. Mm. It's like, we've set you up, you've broke through, you're one-on-one with the keeper. The standard now is you've got to be taking that chance. Um, I'm proud that we're now having these types of levels of conversations, but it's got to come out on the pitch. Um, I am pleased to say we've made another signing this week. Um, unfortunately, she's unavailable this weekend, but it's another forward who knows how to score goals. And, I th- and she's rapid as well in behind. So... I do think going into the second half of the season we're going to be a lot stronger and we're going to surprise a lot of teams and we will get out of the relegation zone. Here's the thing, and I know what you managers are like, I don't know what your strategy is and everything, but I, I speak to so many managers about we have blocks of fixtures. This block of fixtures we've had here with the FA Cup, the league game at Craven Park against Hull, today's game against Barnsley, mm. that's one block. After the new year, Norton, Chester Street, York, that's a block, isn't it? And that's a block of games... Yeah. Six pointers, by my maths, that's 18 points available right there, Yeah, technically. Um, those are big games coming up, aren't they? And that's what we've got to concentrate January's on. massive yeah. for us. Uh, it's make or break, really. Um, there's nine points that are certainly available to take. So we spoke about this, about, we started it about a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've identified this game as, as being part of that block um, because we talked about, if you think about an elastic band, you stretch an elastic yeah. band, you stretch it, you stretch it, you stretch it. It never goes back to its original form. That's like us. We've been stretched and stretched and stretched over the last six weeks with the cup runs and playing Hull so many times, playing against top opposition that now when we go and play teams that are fighting at the bottom of the league, we're in a much better place. Um, and we need to keep driving that message to the players to say, look, you will be in a such a better place come playing not on Stockton on the 7th of January. You're going to be in a good place. The thing we've got to make sure is that we keep ourselves fit over the yeah. Christmas period. We are doing a few things. We've got a team challenge going on, which the players have all engaged with. Um, they've got to take ownership of their, their training programme that we've set them over the Christmas period so that when they come back into training on the 2nd, because they're only getting a week off, but when they come back in on the 2nd, they will be doing fitness testing and they will be made accountable because if we can use this last block as a springboard for January I'm very confident that we'll go and we'll, we'll go and win those three games um, it's certainly there to be taken so we've got to make sure we control our controllables and do that and you mentioned the fact you know the new signing and, and surprising a few people in the second half of the season we've got that January three massive games we've also got the county cup semi-final which is a nice thing to have in our mm. in our back pocket as we head towards February there's some games against mid-table sides as well, which you never mm-hmm. know. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed might be six-pointers in themselves at that point as well. So it's a big second half of the season coming up, isn't it, really? You, how, yeah. how much are you looking forward to it, the challenge of it all? I'm excited because we've come such a long way. But we've just got to find ways now to score goals to relieve the pressure because there's only so much so long you can take the pressure before you can see. We say that all the time. So with the new striker coming in, Hopefully she'll hit the ground running and um, start to add some goals into our game. Um, we've brought in some of the girls from Berry um, as well, which is which has added a lot of strength in depth. We've just got to get them up to speed. They've moved up a league, so they've just got to get up to speed with this with this game. And again, they're being tested against the top of the league, yeah. so it's like a whoa. But I mean, you we mentioned say we've got to learn from it. You mentioned um, after the FA Cup game um, about those signings coming in. It does add weight to our bench, doesn't it? And mm. when they do settle, that gives us something 
extra when when we're in those close games that you can change things and, mm. and know that those changes will have an effect. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. We want strength in depth, and we've got that now um, in almost all positions. Uh, we've just got a couple of positions we're still looking at, but again, compared to where we were three months ago, it's it's worlds apart. So, you know, we're probably at the point now where we we've talked about like a mid-season pre-season, and we can't quite do that because of the the run of games and the fixture schedule but we've got to work hard we've got to look at our shape we've got to look at how we build how we finish we're doing a lot better defensively but we've just got to we've, we've just got to stop these silly errors um and and take leadership so yeah uh, it'll, it'll come yeah. i'm just frustrated yeah, I'm, <laughs> gonna, today. I'm gonna uh, just a last point on this particular game we've given player the match to sophie donald because out of all this there has been some quality saves made by her as well which we, we do have to mention but just a closing point to make um, this is the midway point. It's been to say for the women's team, it's been a roller coaster. Twenty twenty three would be uh, a, a dramatic <laughs> understatement. But under your tenure, we can point to the Chesler Street game. Um, we could point to the, the Cheadle game in the FA Cup, the York game away from home, the Hull game uh, in the FA Cup. We've had some good good moments in this first part of the season. Hoping for even better in the second half. Yeah, I'm. I'm delighted with the FA Cup run that we was on um, one because it gave the team a fantastic lift two because it shows um, that we can compete and three because of the finances that it was able to bring in which was brilliant and well needed I just hope now we can take when we have those big games we, we rise to those big occasions we've now got to be able to rise to the big occasions like in January yeah. and make sure that we take the opportunity that's in front of us and so big is that game at Nottingham Stockton Ancients, even I'm coming. Yes. So it's going to be, <laughs> that's how big that game is. Uh, but Jenny Swalbrick, women's team manager, hardlines today, but a big congratulations for what's been achieved in such a short space of time in 2023. Have a lovely Christmas, have a lovely new year, and we'll catch up again in the North East. Women's team manager Jenny Swalbrick there speaking to Ben. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening, and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.